it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. I'm just, I'm going to call this person back here. Hello. Hi, is this a uh, uh, person who was just trying to call into Bigfoot Society? Yeah, Dalton Jones. Hello there. Thanks for calling in. I just want to say real quick that this is broadcast live and recorded for the podcast. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. Uh, yeah. What do, What do we got going on today, sir? Um, well, I was referred by a friend, uh, Mike, and uh, he gave me your guys' contact information because... Uh, we grew up in high school together in the same town, and uh, he's on a—I don't know—I guess he's associated with you guys of some type or nature of some type. Mike's a good friend; he definitely is. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see here. I don't know really where you want me to start. Um, just with my encounter. Or? Yeah, definitely. So uh, you're calling from. Uh, so can you say what area of the uh, the country you're calling from, or? Or where it takes place from Grass Valley, California. Okay. Um, which is located approximately what 30 to 50 miles to Truckee, California. I grew up in Truckee and it's off of, uh, the Hirschdale exit right there by Boca, California. Um, off of Hirschdale exit. If you stay, if you're going East towards Reno, if you stay to the right, it will take you into Hirschdale, California. Um, and there's a spot that I grew up in me and all the friends, close friends would go out to and party a little party spot. We'd have a little campfire right there on the Truckee river. And, uh, me and my good buddy, we went out one night and, um, I mean, I still remember it like it's yesterday and I haven't talked about this in probably, I don't know, close to three years. Wow. Um, so we went out to this party spot and, you know, we had a few beers. We weren't doing any hallucinogenics or anything of that type. I was probably 14 to 15 years old. I'm 32 now. Sure. Um, so that tells you something about remembering and what a impact it makes on your life when it does happen. Um, now we were sitting at the spot. It started snowing. A lot of people that were coming out decided they weren't going to come out anymore. Plans kind of just changed. Um, if that makes sense to certain people, then we're probably on the same page, but, uh, we're sitting there and, um, we hear 
we, you know, we're sitting by the campfire. We have some pallets on the campfire. It's snowing around it. It's me and my good buddy. And, uh, you know, the entire time we grew up as kids, we always had, you know, a loaded firearm truck, whether it's sure. shotgun, 30 out six, we always had something. That's how we grew up. Um, we were taught to be, you know, have our hunter safety permits, be, you know, safe with firearms, that type of thing. Um, but we're sitting there and we hear loud cracking and I'm, you know, I grew up hunting and there's not like, it wasn't like a twig or anything of that nature getting snapped. It was something just, you know, just a manzanita brush just getting crushed. Um, and that impact noise is something that you just, it just echoes. Um, so we're sitting there, we hear those noises. We're approximately 15 to 20 yards from the Truckee River. Um, if my guess at that time, it was probably at deepest three and a half to five feet, maybe in some spots. Um, but it was all the way across the river. So we hear the loud, you know, snapping of the twigs, that kind of thing starts getting our attention. Um, the noises start getting louder and closer to us. And then it started going across the river. And the only way I can define this is, is if you threw a rock into the river and you could hear the solid echo at the bottom of the river. Wow. So you could hear the rocks, tum- you know, there was such impact. It would, you could hear the rocks underneath shuffling, you know, and the water was deep enough. It wasn't like it, it was like two inches of water and you could hear rocks. It was, you know, three and a half, four feet deep. And to get that deep, it would have to have a solid pocket that goes down just to explain that noise. Huh. Um, so we're sitting there near that. And then the next thing that comes is just a putrid smell, you know, textbook. Everything's really textbook about this story, but it's true and it's fine. Um, and the smell was putrid. It was a lot like fish. Um, you know, not too much garbage, just fishy, like just a, just a putrid fish smell, um, something you don't smell every day. Hmm. and uh from that point we started getting a little nervous me and my buddy you know he grew up he was a state wrestler he was a few years older than me um and me personally you know i lost my dad at six and at that point in time i wasn't afraid of anything in my life nothing sure nothing nothing i was afraid of anything and uh you know that night put fear for sure you know it uh ingrained it that i'm <laughs> i'm not I'm not the biggest, baddest, anything on this earth, you know? Um, so we start looking in the truck. We're shuffling around at that, that time and being, we had a potato gun and a spotlight. Nice. So we loaded the potato gun. I can't remember the exact search of the truck. It was a little, you know, Toyota pickup, single cab. He was on one side. I was on the other. Um, I can't remember if I was looking for the spotlight or the potato gun. I honestly think I was looking for the spotlight on the driver's side and he was looking for the potato gun. If I had to remember, um, we had Aquanet hairspray, you know, the real traditional stuff. So I, we get the spotlight. It's a 5 million, 10 million candle watt, you know, so we hook it up to the truck. Um, one thing about the party spot is that it's real, real close to, um, train tracks okay and i've had you know a few other different things happen on different accounts but um generally when a train stops you can hear that train stop when it's right next to you because you're only you know 100 yards maybe to the train tracks um so we get the spotlight out we're sitting at the spot 
and we shine it up on the train tracks and we follow this creature and you know even from 100 yards i could still see the definition between its hair and its chest plate wow um you know the orange the orangish eyes if i remember correctly it's been like i said it's been a long time um but there was definite a definite glow it wasn't like a coyote you know coyotes certain animals have different um glares that they you know emit from light so you look at a coyote coyotes are greenish you know deer it just it, it changes and this mm-hmm. is just more of an orange just kind of sunlight type thing um so i follow it for approximately i don't know maybe maybe 200 yards um and it was like somebody was on a motorcycle in third gear going about just you know barely going you know 15 miles an hour but it was at just this walk a walk pace wow. it was right on the railroad tracks right next to a train okay so i started looking at the perspective of how tall it was to how tall the shadow was on the train the shadow went over the train really so after it was all said and done i walked up to the railroad tracks just to get like a an idea of how you know what it was how tall it was why the shadow was so so big everything like that um so it did the traditional you know real textbook like i said it stopped it put its arm back um if i were to have to guess i would say a female um i don't know why my heart tells me that but i it definitely leans towards a female Hmm. um ranging in uh six foot my dad was six foot eight so ranging from six foot five to seven foot three wow fair estimate um probably somewhere around three to five hundred pounds did you um were you able to see uh what the the uh the head shape looked at all or uh, anything about the head in general much like the chest plate you could see um the definition in the cheekbones really um you know the hair you could almost see like the patch the follicles missing in between the eyebrows um and then a little bit around the cheekbones around the eye sockets um and then on the chest plate you know somewhat through the stomach and then everything else was kind of dark but um it was an amazing experience. And like I said, we were afraid of nothing at that point. And we both were petrified. Okay. Um, I was going to ask, yeah. What, what emotionally were you feeling during this time that you were going after the the Bigfoot? The thing, you know, it was the one night we didn't have a firearm. Hmm. <laughs> it was, you know, even when we had the potato gun loaded, everything, <laughs> when it was right there, we still couldn't get a shot off. So to my experience and what I've researched and what I've seen with my own experience is that this isn't just an animal that's beyond, you know, that we haven't just found yet. This Mm. is something that, that is, people are aware of. Um, It's something that is way more intelligent than us. Um, Now, as far as, you know, telepathic communication, absolutely. Um, it has some form of communication. It knows that we're not going to hurt it. It knows that in that moment, we can't hurt it for whatever reason, even if you had a loaded firearm pointed right at it for the million dollar bounty that's been on it since the seventies, you're not going to get it. Um, cameras, even with the high technology of drones and everything else we have today, it's one of those things that 
<laughs> it's, if it happens, I'll, I'll be amazed. I, you know, I somewhat want it to for some of the people that don't believe. Sure. But then there's that part of me that's like, you know, if you don't believe enough to see with your own eyes, then you don't deserve it. Um, that's just my personal kind of philosophy towards it. But we ended up leaving the spot. Uh, the crazy thing was, is I guess two trains went by at one point in time and they okay. ended up stopping. For and the Bigfoot, you think? Well, they just stopped. Okay. You know, they stopped on the train tracks. And, um, you know, I'll share another little piece of information. This part of Canyon is called Mystic on a map. Um, a little bit upward, up towards Nevada going eastern, it's called Mystic on a map. And, you know, I've also been parked at some certain spots where I've seen the train stop and I've seen, you know, five to six railroad carts of covered material hit the mountains out of nowhere um you know and these aren't just pipe dreams this is real like i was a kid i was young i experienced these things and they're forever ingrained in me you know um there's reasons why that say the grand canyon uh you know everest there's reasons why they have no fly zones at nighttime um grand canyon no fly zones there's certain reasons why there's certain things in in, uh, in effect and um you know i wanted to share it at a besides a personal level at a long time and i get, finally get the opportunity to which feels pretty good well i uh, i i'm really thankful that you're able to call in and and finally share this story thank you yeah me too it was a it was a blessing you know i'm i'm part native american okay um i'm almost uh almost a half native i'm shumush and cherokee uh shumush is part aztec um so you know i have my my spiritual beliefs for sure and this was something that uh it wasn't concerned about us it wasn't fearful um it has powers a lot greater than us and you know for for an animal i I just i don't think it is and you know i grew up around certain people and uh it's kind of a you know the boomers of silence and Uh. everything else um it's time that you know, people just get a little, I hope they get a little bit of a, a different, it's, you're going to see a change, you know, and I hope that people aren't alarmed because it's been coming a long time. Ralph, uh, did you, was that the one time that you, you've seen a Bigfoot? Yeah, that was, that was the very okay. first time. Um, I've had other experiences of close breathing and that type of thing. Um, but other than that, that was the one and only time. You you mentioned, and if this isn't anything you're comfortable talking about, you mentioned you've had some other uh, strange encounters over the years. Is that anything that you'd be able to to share? Other things, or um, you know, just like I told you, kind of, I kind of incorporated it in it, you know, with the railroad tracks. Hmm. Um, as far as like. Uh, you know, there's there's national security for a reason. Um, if you know a lot of society knew about certain things that weren't involved, I don't think it would be the the peaceful. Um, you know, it'd be it'd just be different. You know, and I haven't had too many other uh, experiences like that that were so defining. But I've had you know uh, spiritual encounters of my own that mm. were um, 
kind of reassurance. I don't know how to, you know, go sure. in depth with it, but, um, you know, I've just, I've seen things and I've heard things that, you know, psychosis or, um, maybe spiritual beings or, yeah, or something like different, that. Different things like that. They don't quite explain it. Mm. You know, um, there's definitely there's things that happen in this lifetime and um some people are more in tune to that happening than mm. others this spot it was crazy because i researched it and i'll share this piece with you sure i researched it on a website and i found the spot and there was documented sites up to like 1973 um of bigfoot yeah mostly okay. fishermen and hunters and my dad, my dad had a piece of property right there in her shell, right down on the river. He'd go fly fishing every day. Um, so I don't think that this was the first time that me and this creature crossed paths. Mm. Um, I just don't think that I was aware of it at that point in time. Wow. Um, you know, and it's just, it's something that it's beyond, you know, human comprehension. And, uh, you know, I, I hope for, for myself that one day it does get solved, but ultimately I feel down deep in myself that it won't. Um, and I, I think I finally got into a, a place in my heart that I'm okay with that. Wow. That is a, that's a fascinating story. Thank you, Ralph, for, for sharing yeah, uh, last, you know, last question for you. When you're, do you remember seeing any, any tracks from, from the Bigfoot when you were walking ar around behind it or in that area? We were so petrified. Oh yeah, we sure. Didn't even, mm -hmm. We didn't even look. Okay. We got in the truck, the train eventually, two trains passed at the same time. I kind of incorporated that, but I think yep. they stopped. One of them stopped at the same time. The other was breaking. Um, and that's the only reason we were trapped in because there was one way in, one way out from where we were. Um, wow. So it was, uh, it's definitely, it was an interesting, uh, experience. Well, Ralph, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story finally with, uh, with, uh, you know, the public putting it out there that something happened yeah. and, and you're, you're wanting to share it with the world. Thank you for that. I appreciate you calling in Mike. Thanks for helping yeah. out. Well, uh, Get out to that spot too. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever have any other, uh, you know, things happen in the future, Ralph, you're always welcome to call back in and, uh, right, and share that as well, if you're willing. So, well, appreciate you and your time. You got it, Ralph. Have a great night, sir. You too. Bye. Well, off to a wild start with, uh, Ralph, Ralph from California's story about seeing a Bigfoot and Bigfoot going near the, tracks and ralph only having a potato gun i just that's a that's a very unique story uh mike casey thank you so much for for tell, asking ralph to call in that was very cool again this is bigfoot society open phone lines we do this tuesday thursday and sunday night at 9 to 10 p.m central standard time if you have any stories or anything weird, anything cryptid, Bigfoot related, uh, feel free to call in. You can share your story with the world. If you've had something on on your chest uh, where you've never been able to share your story about seeing Bigfoot or something weird, uh, now is the time to call on in. You can call 
809-209-0165. If you have a friend that would be a great candidate to call in, go ahead, message that friend, uh, let them know, uh, hey, why don't you call up Bigfoot Society uh, open phone lines right now. You can share your story on air. 515-809-0165. Of course, today is a special day. It is the birthday of Mr. Bob Gimlin. So if anyone knows Bob Gimlin, why don't you give him a call and tell him to call in? Wouldn't that be wild? Uh, I mean, I guess uh, you never know, right? Someone could have that connection. But uh, very cool. I believe Mr. Gimlin is 91 years old today. Uh, congratulations, Mr. Bob Gimlin. Seems like just yesterday you were uh, filming Patty in 1967. So that's the big news for today. The uh, birthday of Mr. Bob Gimlin. Let's see. I will. Uh, I'll share a few things coming up in the schedule. Well, we're we're less than a month away from. From uh, actually, I think we're about a month away from Crypticon. So if you're going to Crypticon, uh, make sure you track me down and say hi. I may even have something to give you. I'm not sure yet. I'm trying to get some stickers, but we'll see. Don't don't hold me to it. But I don't know. Give me a wink or something. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to get those. If you're in the Bigfoot Society Patreon, I will definitely have something to give you that's cool. But you got to have your membership card with you to, you know, flash it off, like uh, Jeff Craig did at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. That was a good time. If anyone has a story they'd like to share for open phone lines, you're welcome to uh, give a call in five one five eight zero nine zero one six five. Time is nine twenty p.m. Central Standard Time. We got forty minutes left in the hour. We just had. Our first caller right off the bat, Mr. Ralph from California. And uh, he had a wild story about uh, seeing Bigfoot back in the day near a, a train track and tracking him down with a potato gun. You're not going to want to miss the uh, the podcast recap, or you can always re-watch this YouTube video. That'll work too. <clears throat> If anyone has anything cool going on, you're welcome to put it in the comments as well. Or you can give a call at 515-809-0165 and give a call into Bigfoot Society phone. And uh, hey, you can go ahead. Well, thanks, Hike with Mike. Yeah, this is what I like. This is really cool. It has an Art Bell feel to it. You know what? That's really the uh, the best compliment that you can give a guy that's uh, trying to do stuff like this in the paranormal field. So I really appreciate that, sir. Here's what we can do. Guys, gals, anyone watching, go ahead, share this in all your groups. Just take the link. You can share it in your in your groups. Heck, I'm not going to stop you. If, if there's another thing going on right now where there's a lot of people in it, I don't know, maybe like paranormal roundtable i'm not going to name names but hey i mean someone could always go over to the chat and say hey you want to call a bigfoot society tell your story wink wink nudge nudge i mean i'm not going to do it because that might not be a little bit professional of me but wink wink um it's a great night it's a great night in iowa 
it's a little cold though. I'll tell you what, this morning, uh, 21 degrees, we almost froze our noses off walking to school. Um, let's see, what else can I share with you, you guys? Hmm. What can I share? Oh, I'll give a shout out to a, uh, to a cool brand here. So we got crypto crypto zoo ease. If you like enamel pins, uh, here's a pin they sent me. Actually, it was an extra pin because I ordered a Van Meter Visitor pin, other cryptid, uh, and they sent me an, actually a few extra ones. But if you like pins like this with cryptids on them, go to CryptoZooEase, C-R-Y-P-T-O-Z-O-O-E-E-Z.com. They're cool dudes, or they're cool. I, I don't Cool individuals. How about that? Hey, here's another cool thing I can show off. Here we go. Ready? Here it goes. Oh, I'm not prepared to do this. Uh, look at this. Check this out, dudes. This is a cast uh, from the International Cryptozoology Museum. Uh, this is... From the bluff, it's one of the Bluff Creek ones from '67. Uh, Gene makes those for the museum. They have some molds. Let's see who we got. We got some people showing up. Sasquatch out of the shadows. What's up, dude? Good to see you, Alex. Mitsay. <clears throat> woo woo. I remember you stopping by the booth at the Van Meter Visitor and saying hi. Thanks for picking up a shirt. Hike with Mike. In my area, the Squatch is a skunk ape, a smellier and smaller version of the Squatch. That's interesting. Okay, so you are probably, I'm guessing with my superior logic, you're from the Florida area uh, since, you know, that's where skunk apes are. Uh, yeah, so again, if anyone has a story they want to share, anything weird that happened to them or just, you know, call in. Uh, you're welcome to it's 515-809-0165. Uh, you can give us a, give a call in the Bigfoot society, open phone lines. If you've got a friend, uh, that you say, Hey, they've got a great story. Like Mike Casey did earlier. Um, he had his friend Ralph call in, go ahead, call in your, call your friend up too, or, or send him a text and say, Hey, talk to this guy, Bigfoot society on air. Uh, it's time to share your story. 515-809-0165. It's recorded for the podcast. Uh, hike with Mike. Yes, Florida. We do a lot of hiking in the Green Swamp. Yeah, I I haven't been there, but I've seen the Beyond the Trail episode on the Green Swamp. It's a good one. Y'all should uh, check, out, check out that Small Town Monsters channel and uh, check out the Beyond the Trail series. You're going to love it. <clears throat> Let's see. What else do we have going on today? Hmm. <laughs> I was dropping off my kid at school this morning and I said, Hey, you have a good day at school. And he said to me, he said, Hey, you do good with Bigfoot society. And I was like, that's amazing. One, my kid thinks that's all I do is Bigfoot society, which is, I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. But uh, little does he know I have an actual job too. Mm. I'll do another shout out real quick. Hold on. 
Hey, do you like uh, keeping your hat warm or head warm? Maybe you should get one of these. Look, it's the forest floor. That's right. You can go to uh, forestfloor.com, something like that. You can pick up a sweet hat. Oh, my goodness. We got small town monsters here. Thanks, Jeremiah. Well, I do what I can to help out my dudes for sure. The question is, though, who's behind the account right now? Is it Mark Maskey? Is it Courtney? Is it... Hmm. Or maybe it's Alex switching behind. He's switching back and forth to different accounts. That'd be great. Guys, if you have a uh, story, you can go ahead. Anything to share. Any cool stuff going on in the, the cryptid community that you've been to recently and you want to share a report about it that's cool too you can call 515-809-0165 if you have a documentary or you have something you want to you're making you can literally just call in and and plug your stuff right now and i won't care it has to be cryptid related but you can do it uh and then you know I get quite a bit of listeners on the podcast. So, I mean, pretty much you're getting free shout. you like, I'm making this easy for you. Um, what have I? Oh, I can tell you this. Here we go. Here's my schedule. Okay, so guys, here's what we got going up. I am going to give you the rundown for a few episodes out right now. So, if you're listening to Bigfoot Society which you probably are because literally you're listening to it right now. Uh, tomorrow, 1019, I have a episode with Mr. Bryce Johnson, uh, a retrospective on the uh, film Willow Creek, and we talk about Expedition Bigfoot and other stuff too. Uh, 1021, I have a episode coming out with Mr. M.K. Davis about um, some very interesting thoughts on film analysis and the Patterson Gimlin film. So uh, actually that's funny. That's, I didn't even think of, I mean, that's pretty much like, that's a good, good uh, place to put it right after 1020. Uh, next week I've got Mr. Jonathan Dodd. Of course, you know, Jonathan Dodd. Uh, he is the world renowned cryptid artist, uh, 1024. And then we got 1026, Mr. Ben Burnell, from the Hodag store, we're going to have an episode out with him. And 1028, I'm not going to tell you after that. I can't give all my secrets away. 1028 is going to be a wild one. It's Tobe Johnson talking all about the Owl Moon Lab. And this goes wild. You're going to really like that episode. Hey, we got, we got a few things here. Alan's in the chat. What's up, Alan? Good to see you, man. Always good to see you. We got Bigfoot Crossroads. Dude, Bigfoot Crossroads, what's up? Haven't seen you in here. Yo, good to see you. Um, oh, Alan, thanks for reminding me, guys. Uh, I am going to be interviewed tomorrow night live uh, by Lauren from Night Colors Bigfoot Radio on her channel. That's at, I want to say, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, yeah, but uh, Lauren's going to talk to me about all sorts of stuff. I'll be talking about my uh, expedition with Tate. And since the episode is released, I am not going to be holding back anything anymore. 
uh, because this episode is released and you've all gotten to see uh, you've gotten to see the documentary. So no holds barred there. And we'll be talking about all sorts of stuff. So good times. Good times. Let's see. Alan tried. Alan tried to get Clint Miller to come on tonight. Hey, man. Well, I appreciate you trying. Maybe next time when you try again, maybe maybe we can wear them down. You know what I'm saying? Bigfoot Crossroads. What's up, Mr. J? Yeah, dude. What's up, man? Guys, if you've got a Bigfoot story to share or just... Oh, did I miss a call? Dang it. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Remember the time I had Do Not Disturb on when I was trying to do a call-in show, guys? Holy mackerel. Ooh. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Let's say to press one. Mail, press two. Hello, Mitsay. Oh, did I hang up Call on it? From. Dang it. Google Google Voice is messed up, guys. I'm gonna have to call her back. Hello. Hey, Mitsay. Hey, how's it going? Good. You're aware that this is live and recorded, right? Yes. Okay, good. I saw you in the chat. So what's going on? Hey, I was calling because as you had said, um, I attended the Van Meter Visitor Festival. Totally. And this is something that I did not know until you gave your presentation on the Iowa Bigfoot Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But... Basically, um, I have a couple of different jobs. So I am an outdoor guide for a private company. <laughs> an outdoor guide for a private company? That sounds amazing. Yes. Yes. It's like super awesome. I'm, I'm okay. very lucky to be able to do that. Okay. But, um, I bring that up because my first trip was last year in the beginning of April. So 2021. And My first trip was a foraging trip at Stevens State Forest, which you had brought up. Oh, no. Oh, no. The synchronicities are about to get wild, I think. Yes. Oh, dear goodness. uh, Oh, boy. Me and the gals were out on a hike foraging. And, you know, when I had done research on the state forest, I learned that it was actually supposed to be Iowa's first national forest, but that didn't okay. actually end up happening. Oh, wow. I didn't and know it's that. Over, yeah. And it's over like 15,000 acres. Mm-hmm. So we're like hiking, trying to find like some edibles that we can harvest. Right. Sure. And we had just seen like a recent like turkey kill, which we knew that one was from hunters because we had heard the gunshot go off around like 4 a.m. Okay. But we got to this point to where we went off the trail. And let me tell you, it was so spooky. And I will try to find the picture that I took. But literally, I think we had a group of like 10 of us. And we all stopped. And we did not feel comfortable going further into the woods. Really? Trees. Yes. The trees were like lopsided and i mean it was chilly and it was a cloudy day but 
like when you were talking about all these sightings that happened Mm -hmm. at that forest like I was sitting there like with my daughter and my friend and I was like like I'm like starting to like tremble a little bit right now but I was like oh my gosh I was like this is like what we were all we were all feeling you know and it's like were we being watched because at our first night there I could swear that I like like there was something in the woods because it was just us and then a group of hunters down at the other side of the campsite and we were by this little pond and oh really like yeah and a couple of us were like like did you see that because we thought we saw like some like red glow but like we didn't know if it was like you know our headlamps are equipped with like you know the red light um but none of them were on but we did have like a fire so like it just i don't know (laughs) so funny you should bring so i know that steven state because I've done a little research on it. It is a, it's a huge area, right? And it's, yes. it's broken up into different units. What unit were you in? Do you remember? I do not remember, but okay. I can go ahead and look back through our yeah. guide notes and see exactly where we were at. But I just remember when we were wow. scouting out to see if we could find like any mushrooms, like growing on trees, mm-hmm. um, me and my partner, um, we were close to the equestrian area where you're able yep. to bring in your horses. And okay. Trails. Gotcha. Um, if you look up uh, the, the website is uh, lowlandsbigfoot.org. Um, okay. That's, that's one of the main Bigfoot researchers in Iowa. And they have a blog post that goes deep into how they spent a lot of time in Stevens state forest. Um, uh, doing Bigfoot research and how they were act. So they actually, one of the areas they were at is near a pond. So I'm curious if it's the same area you were at, oh but my they actually have, yeah, they actually have audio recorded of, uh, they have vocalizations from there. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's wild because it's like, so on the one hand, Kevin Cook is getting all these reports from the seventies from the Iowa Bigfoot information center and that's where most of the reports were coming from. And I, I asked him, I was like, Kevin, do you remember any specifics about that? Because it didn't go into specifics in the newspaper article. And he was like, I don't remember, which is fine because he's like 90 years old, right? So, <laughs> but then I did some other research and this Lowlands Bigfoot, uh, Kevin Moon is a BFRO uh, you know, investigator. And they've had a lot of evidence come out of that area uh, present day as well. So it's very interesting. Well, that's that's awesome and like creepy at the same time. Totally. Because I always do look at like the BFRO website, like wherever yeah. we're going. Because I mean, I've gone as far as like Mines of Spain over in the Dubuque area. Oh yeah, so, I've, like, I haven't been always, there, but I, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I'm always looking, and we do do trips like out of state as well, which I haven't oh, wow. gone out of state yet. But yes, I always look just to like make sure to keep an eye out or my ear out at night but yeah i just thought i'd let you know because i wasn't able to tell you because oh yeah thank you you so much you know i didn't know until like after your presentation which was after i saw you wow this is awesome um definitely keep me in mind 
it sounds like you're still going out on on foraging trips and stuff if you ever you know run into weird stuff you know let me know like you know call in again or send me a a message or something like that definitely yes for sure awesome well thank you so much for calling yeah have a good night mitzi yeah you too bye bye I have a person that called. I'm going to call him back. Let's see. Let's see if they pick up. Hey, Jeremiah, what's up? Alex, were you trying to call me, dude? I had do not disturb on like a gomer because <laughs> actually, sorry. I don't know if that word's offensive or not. I remember from my, I don't know, whatever. Sorry, guys. No, it's um, all, good. all right, cool. Uh, dude, what's up, man? Nothing. I was actually just hanging out with my cat Braxy here. Oh, um, yeah. I was like trying to take my headphones off as he's trying to claw them while I'm trying to answer the phone because I saw you called back. Yes, dude, I love Nothing, it. Man. Just um, doing late nights. You know, I feel like every time I'm jumping on doing late night emails and um, editing, I I see you're doing like an open line show. So I'll jump in on the accounts. We'll put it that way and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> so awesome figured, hey, might as well uh, call in and, and see what my buddy jeremiah is up to i'm just i'm just hanging out dude um are you uh are you editing some stuff right now for stm anything cool or yeah absolutely right now i'm currently working on um a video about sound analysis so what we're Ooh. doing is uh this is going to be out i believe next week or so i don't know if that's on my end or not <laughs> making sure but um <laughs> So essentially, we're looking at some of the weird audio we've gathered. We, I mean, we've got like 21 episodes of Bigfoot Beyond the Trail at this point. So we're, I kind of got this idea to sort of look at some of the weirder audio we've got and put them in sort of a compilation video. We did a video recently oh, I love it. with eyewitness stories, you know, that sort of stuff. So kind of just changing up the format a little bit. And um, what's really cool about it is we're having Chris Spencer of the Olympic Project do a bunch of analysis oh, cool. for me for, for some of those sounds. So that's what I've been working on. I'm actually about to, e- I've been emailing a ton of primatologists lately and zookeepers and all that sort of stuff as well about this video, but also other upcoming videos um, regarding our Alaska stuff. So mm. you know, I feel like I hop on and I have oh, your show is on and, People, oh, that's what I've been working on. People don't know what's coming soon. It's oh gonna God, it's gonna blow some minds, dude. Like everyone who sees that is it's just gonna be rocked. It's a it's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, I, I sent you obviously some of that audio uh behind the scenes and uh yeah, what what Jeremiah is talking about is our upcoming Alaska episodes which will focus on this cabin in the remote in a remote area of the Kenai Peninsula of Alaska that we got to go hang out in this past uh this past year and I've been in contact with the property owner for about a year and I mean some of the audio that's come out of there is pretty incredible I mean I don't know Jeremiah you tell me because I know I shared this audio with you originally like over a year ago when we first met (laughs) so yeah um when Alex and Eli came through Iowa, when they were going out to do, I think a Colorado episode, they stopped and we went to Van Meter and then um, we went to a barbecue place and he played me some audio from Alaska and it hasn't left my mind since that it's some of the, the best, most haunting 
audio I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot, a lot of stuff. And then I heard some other stuff recently. And dude, it's just, it's heads, heads above the rest. It's wild. Yeah. What'd you think of the stuff I sent you the other day? Oh, dude, it's just like, one, there's definitely something happening at that remote location. And there's all sorts of weird stuff. You've, um, I mean, the, the crazy sounds that you hear and I mean, ape-like stuff, but you also got like other weird things and I don't want to like <laughs> give anything away, but it's like, what is going on? This place, whatever it is, is definitely one of the most active places in in the u.s without question it's it's wild yeah and it's and i mean when you think about sasquatch this area is like screams i you know and a lot of people don't like the word squatchy but this area is like the epitome of that term i mean you're you're surrounded by giant mountains you've got snow-capped peaks and then you have this temperate rainforest environment and just the, the simple remoteness of it i mean it was the most remote place i've ever been and I would argue to say we've been, you know, with Bigfoot Beyond the Trail and even on my own, I've been to some of the most remote places in the lower 48, you know, in the lower 48 states of the U.S. There's a lot of remote places, but nothing even compares to Alaska. I mean, it's just, it's on another level. It's final frontier, dude. Yeah. And this location we got to go to was crazy. And I've been sitting on that sort of story and that audio for over a year. I mean, I Mm. first, first was reached out by the property owner. It must have been May of 2021. Uh, so it was like basically a little over a year ago at this point. So and it was exactly a year later that we actually went out there this past May. So um, I'm super excited to share the story of this place. And we, we had a lot of very weird stuff happen out there. I mean, I sent you that wood knock sort of event we had happen. And uh-huh. That was yeah. a good one. <laughs> They're very clear. I mean, you know, there's just a lot of other stuff that's been going on there. We found a potential weird handprint on the back of, the cabin there oh no okay you're you're busting it all out now all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I think I've, I've alluded to it before on other programs um okay you know, cool kind of it's, yeah it's all fresh in my mind obviously since right just in the process of starting to work on it but uh yeah i think it's just going to be exciting to share uh not only just for the potential bigfoot kind of activity and things just the story of the place is very rich in history but um, the fact that, uh, the, the location alone visually, I think is just beyond anything, you know, I've ever had the chance to film and we filmed some really incredible locations, but you know, you're talking humpback whales coming out, wow. orcas, seeing five black bears on a hill, all sorts of stuff. I'm going to get this cat off the counter. What are you doing up there, buddy? <laughs> He's not supposed to be up there, but anyway, um, I digress. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just exciting. Um, I'm super excited to share just visually and the adventure. And uh, so obviously it was myself there, Eli, as well as uh, researcher, Ron Reed, who is nice. You know, yep. one of our, yep. one of our favorites. He's an awesome, awesome guy. I've uh, been in some of our other videos, but he's also one of my trusted kind of go-to field researchers. The guy's hardcore and he gets out there in the woods. Oh, he is. A lot than other people do. And he's very low key. He's not flashy or anything. Most people, you know, um, would be kind of surprised to know all the stuff that he's basically done with his dog, like hike the whole Appalachian trail, been up and down BC, the West coast, the Bigfoot trail and the PNW. I mean, he's a great guy. Great, great guy for sure. So uh-huh. We've also got Rob Roy Menzies of the Bigfoot art gallery. Oh yeah. Alaska. 
who is uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I know Tate Hieronymus. So that's like, a, that's saying a lot. Cause Tate's a funny dude. <laughs> it's like, we were joking. We were saying if Tate and Rob Roy were ever to meet, it would be like, Oh my goodness. Know, this, this town isn't big enough for this. Yeah. Town, kind of yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I love them both, but uh, Rob Roy owns this fantastic museum slash art gallery in, in Alaska, mm-hmm. really the only, only institution of its kind. And he has spent, you know, three summers at this point going out to this property and having a whole host of activity and uh, just interviewing him and property owner and the other folks involved. It's just a, it's an amazing property and we will 100% be returning on um, the story. There is not finished. I think it, oh, wow. as you mentioned, I mean, it really is. There's a handful of places that I think have the level of activity and things that happen there. You know, you're talking area X, um, you know, and, and some other locations. Uh, and, and this is probably within, you know, with, with some of the stuff that's going on, like in those spots. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's an amazing place just visually. So I'm pretty excited. Can't wait to see it for sure. I know everyone is definitely pumped to see uh, the, the final reports that are, they're coming out. So, dude, thanks so much yeah. for calling in, man. And that's just one, one last thing I wanted to mention was, you know, I was, I was talking about emailing all the Oh, time. yeah, yeah. So, what we've been doing is contacting climatologists, um, people that work with yes. just for audio purposes, you know, getting them to check out the audio, getting them to check out some of the other things uh, that are involved, you know, that some of the alleged kind of evidence that's come out of the property, just to kind of branch out from the usual sort of Bigfoot community experts. Not that I have anything against those folks, but, you know, just bringing some, some, yeah, I get it as well so it's smart so I'm, yeah so we're just trying to kind of cover our bases and, and not just for the documentary sake but also you know in case something really intriguing does originate you know that would be amazing just to be able to document that and have that on the record you, you guys are doing some amazing work and I, I love the fact that you're doing the extra work to talk to primatologists that are usually not talked about in Bigfoot docs is is pretty cool. So yeah, we're just trying to good work. A bit of a wide, wide net, so to speak. Exactly. Well, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Totally, yeah. Awesome to to catch you on here. Like I said, I've been seeing a few. Seems like every night, almost, I log on and, and I see you on here. So, That's uh, right. Happy to call in and um, love that you're doing these. Sounds like a great venue for people to kind of just have a cool late night chat, very art bell dude. You know, and I thank you. I've had, that's the the fourth time I've gotten that, that from someone I had two people so far share their story for the first time, like ever, which that's what I want. That's amazing. You know, that's that's perfect. I I mean, what better way than uh, YouTube? That's kind of the new, exactly. The new format, the new radio. Exactly. A lot of ways. So good stuff, buddy. All right. Good talking to you, Alex. All right, man, I'm going to go write a few emails. I'll catch you later. <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs> well, what a, what a night, all. We are we are rocking and we're rolling. We got all sorts of people in the chat right now. I'm turn off Do Not Disturb here. Uh, we've got Dave Daggett saying, I saw a hodag last week along the north branch of the Pelican River east of Rhinelander. Well, you know what happens with hodags. Dagzilla, dude. It's a great song. Go check it out by the Hodaic store. Squatch America is in the chat. That's awesome. Uh, for those that care about regional Iowa information, uh, Mitse did say that mine, 
Mine Pond Campground is where we were at in Stevens State Forest. So there you go. There's some extra info for you. Um, Alan has an interesting question. Does Bigfoot do belly crawls? I swear we had one or more crawling up to us after the campfire uh, burned down. That's pretty wild. Ooh. Man, I don't know, Alan. I know that you, you hear all these stories about uh, Bigfoot doing um, uh, spider crawls, you know, and that is some wild stuff. Guys, we got eight minutes left. If anyone, this is the last call for someone to call in and and share a quick last story. Uh, this has been a fun night. Uh, man, we've had, we had Ralph calling at the beginning talking about his how he saw a Bigfoot near the river uh, in California and near the train tracks and with his potato gun and just a wild time there. Uh, we had Mitze call in uh, from the central Iowa area talking about her interesting, interesting I wouldn't uh, not an encounter, but they ran into something in Stephen State Forest, which, you know, if, if you're not familiar with that, uh, do after this or tomorrow, listen to my Iowa Bigfoot Information Center um, episode a few back. And, and I talk about how Stephen State was forest was a pretty big deal in the 1970s for Bigfoot reports. Uh, then, of course, we have our, our friend. Alex Petikoff from Small Town Monsters call in and Alex talks about his upcoming, their upcoming uh, Beyond the Trail and the STM films that are coming out to do with Alaska. And guys, it, it's it's going to be wild once once it's out in the open. Those sounds, man, I've, I've been thinking about those sounds for more than a year when I first heard them. They're wild, dude. Um, I'm working on getting Randy Harrington back. Uh, I'm going to, I need to watch into the 400 first, then I'm going to work on getting him in, uh, the studio, not really in the studio, but, uh, we'll do a stream yard call and try to get some, you know, some more info from Randy. I feel like he's the kind of guy that has enough stories he could share for hours. So definitely going to go ahead and uh and do that um <laughs> we got a few minutes left guys i appreciate everyone hanging out from 9 p.m to 10 p.m central standard time uh with me tuesday thursday sundays those are the days of the week that i'm going to be doing that think think about you know uh we've got thursday coming up if you, if you don't have a story to share next time think of someone that you could pass on the phone number and uh, 515-809-0165 and you could say, hey, why don't you call into Bigfoot Society, share your story um, or share that that weird thing that you told me a while back, you know. Uh, share that with him over the air for the podcast. It'd be a good time. Everyone will enjoy it. And uh, maybe if you know someone who they haven't really shared their story, hey, this is the time. We've had two people in four episodes, I want to say two people that have never shared before and they picked Bigfoot Society uh, to, to be the place. 
Adam Larson. I want is it Adam, what's it? How's it going, buddy? Adam says, where can we hear the sounds Alex was talking about? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, they are not available to the public quite yet, but uh, you definitely want to head over to the Small Town Monsters YouTube channel. Join the squad uh, because you join the squad, you're going to be able to uh, see it in 4K, but you'll be able to see it before it's released to the end of the world the rest of the world and you know they're, they're going to have a few movies about alaska coming out and a few beyond the trails i think too so to answer your question you can't see him quite yet adam or you can't hear him yet um uh let's just say bigfoot society sometimes gets stuff sent to them on the side to check out a lot of stuff and i'm really thankful to everyone that um brings me in to uh, listen to stuff and get my opinion on. I really appreciate that. Uh, I was kind of joking around there, but uh, I I do appreciate when anyone uh, trusts me enough to, to be the person to listen to their stuff and um, give some feedback. So yeah, Adam, uh, it's coming there. They'll be released eventually in, uh, in film or YouTube forum. So uh, be ready. It's coming, just not yet. But uh, guys, gals, everyone, we've had a great group here tonight. It's been a lot of fun. We had a, gr- a lot of great calls. We had three calls in an hour. That's pretty good. I- I'm good with that. Uh, definitely mark your calendars for the next time, Tuesday, or Thursday, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then Sunday night, 9 to 10 and it just repeats Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Make sure that you've liked this video, that you share it with your friends, share it with the cryptid Bigfoot groups, wherever you're at, the, the forums, all that good stuff. Subscribe to this channel. Go down and hit the subscribe uh, button so that you don't miss out. Definitely hit the bell icon so that you don't miss out on the next time that a video is uploaded uh, or that I go live with Bigfoot Society open phone lines. Again, I appreciate you all hanging out in the chat. Uh, plenty of cool, cool peeps in here. And uh, I'll see you next time, uh, Thursday, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have your story ready or tell a friend that they should call in and share their story. 515-809-0165. Jordan Heath coming in at the last minute. Dude. It's good to see you. I'm still glad that you you came over next time. Hopefully we'll see you earlier Thursday night coming up 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. 515-809-0165. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. Had a good one. Thanks again all for all hanging out. You guys are awesome. And I'll see you next Thursday. Peace. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or 